Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 188. I'm Schmitty. I'm Colin. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And we, we did, did it. it! We got through it's an perfect. intro. So excited! Yay. Yeah. Tune in next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, everyone. Good night. Uh, You're listening to the episode for the week of Monday, uh, November 3rd. We are into November, which uh, means we should be getting ready for uh, gadget gift giving season or otherwise known as Christmas, right? I'm getting ready for pie. (laughs) Pie season. Yum. Makes it sound like a type of hunting season. <laughs> um, we do have some feedback, but before we get into that, we want to say thanks to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Also, a uh, shout out to uh, the main men and women at 4814 Web Hosting. That's 48-14.com. That's where you can find them and find some of the best web hosting deals you'll find anywhere. I just repeated the word find way too many times in a single sentence, so we're going to move on uh, to our feedback. First one comes from Mr. Little. That's not a handle. That's his actual name. Um, And he says, on a side note of Gamergate, have you heard about swatting? Swatting has become a major problem with people who stream their games. If someone doesn't like the person streaming or they get beat by them, they get their personal information and then call the police. They tell the police that there is a hostage situation or that they're making drugs or some other lie that requires police to enter the house in full SWAT gear, guns and all. Swatting is dangerous, plus it costs the taxpayers. And the idea that we can stop the stupidness, I think it'd be funny if a kid was found guilty was banned from use of computers and the internet, like in the movie Hackers. That suggests was only half serious because in this day and age how do you keep someone away from computers and cell phones p.s colin's sign-off should always be oh is that me <laughs> that's oh. awesome <laughs> is it my turn <laughs> wait wait come on that's, well, that's all right come i on. like that um colin's mic has fallen again it's fallen and it can't get up you have droopy mic syndrome <laughs> it's my it lives its own life. It doesn't like to be controlled. If Colin's mic stays erect... <laughs> there are no hours, strings on me. <laughs> Yo, Mike, eyes are up here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, Nathan, um, actually, and dang it, I just said his full name. Um, yeah, we have heard of swatting, actually, and in fact, it was an issue near where Schmitty lives. Uh, yep. Someone got swatted out that way. Um they think it's hilarious. The people who do it think it's hilarious because the person is on webcam typically when they're streaming their game. And so they can see the SWAT team bust in and take the person down. But yeah, it's very dangerous. And I I just think it's one of the stupidest things you could do to another person. But to, uh, to your follow-up question, how we can get stop all the stupidness? Well, that's really easy. You see, we just chemically castrate all the stupid people <laughs> that has problems in and of itself as well but you're right it would solve the problem <laughs> I, I, the, the, the thing is is that we would need a real we'd need a real strict scale of stupidity because everyone is allowed their moments of stupidity but if your single moment of stupidity is calling a SWAT team that's pretty big you know that's, that's high on the list I think maybe that should count as two yeah I think so yeah, that's a, that's a good way to get somebody killed. Because I'll tell you what, if I got people busting into my house with guns and I'm not expecting it, and I'm just playing video games, there's a good chance there's going to be shots fired. 
You know, I, I think a lot of this um, Gamergate and swatting uh, can be combated with one simple, well, not simple solution, but it's it's probably the best solution. It starts with the parents. Yes. Um, if you're a parent and you have a kid, um, you know, if they're gaming all day, that I get, you know, that's fine, I guess. But make sure you you have some sort of parental regulation over it, um, and and their attitude towards it. You know, make sure it's not just you know, make sure it's not their priority. And I don't know. There's 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 ways that it needs to be regulated. So, well, here's another idea: quit raising douchebags. There you go. <laughs> kids need a spanking. Let's just say it. kids need a spanking. Uh, there's a very interesting. Um, way to look at this and this is going to sound weird but bear with me okay mr rogers fred rogers who we all know from mr rogers neighborhood um was reportedly like famously actually the same person on screen that he was in real life he really was that way which some people say is a little bit creepy but really he was that kind of a person i have always tried to act the same way i am online as i do in real life because to me being online isn't a new identity. It isn't an escape. It is how I am in real life. It's just an extension of it, you know? And maybe that's part of the, the, the world I was raised in and that younger kids today, and that sounds like a get off my lawn statement, but maybe kids today are online so much sooner that they don't have that sense of identity or it's easier for them to pick up a second identity online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one of the, biggest problems about the internet is you can hide behind a false identity, um, which is why I'm, I'm an advocate of um, being transparent on the internet. Um, but because when you start hiding your, your true identity on the internet, it's so much easier to pick up a second one, a third one and become different people. And it's, then it becomes easier to pick up that phone and call SWAT. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the big issue with Gamergate we have is not people claiming that they want uh, ethics and game journalism, which is what we talked about last week. It's the people who think they can make terroristic threats against others anonymously because, hey, online, no one knows who I am and that I just totally pulled this terrorist threat on a Utah State College. They just yeah. automatically assume that they're godlike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guess what? I hop online all the time. I practically live online. And at no point do I ever think I'm unaccountable or godlike. Yeah. So um, th- we were kind of drifting but and this isn't a headline but a big proponent of this has been google actually with the idea of using real names yeah so no more handles or anything use real names on everything and that'll make people more accountable which kind of has its own problems with it but it's that's a discussion for another day i think now zoner you said that you had feedback for us too i do have feedback uh i got some feedback from ashley via facebook she says, uh, I only use my tablet for games. My laptop isn't a touchscreen like the Surface, and my phone, although big, isn't big enough like a tablet. And Zook talks too much. <laughs> Is this Ashley that I used to date? Because that's something she said, too. I, I don't know if you dated her or not, but... <laughs> You know, I wouldn't need to talk so much if other people talked more. Well, you are kind of the, the catalyst that keeps our, our little group together. You are the social glue of our conversations. Well, that and the fact that uh, the three of you are locked up in my basement and I force you to talk for food. <laughs> yeah, at least it's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Send me more Reese's peanut butter cups. 
No, those, those are the same problems I list with my phone. Is that you know the screen's too big and the Zook talks too much. So <laughs> you know that I I have that problem too. I'm like you know I like the five inch screen. It's it's an okay size, but man, Zook just won't shut up. Little known fact: that's actually the number one reason for returns of the Samsung Galaxy Note Four. <laughs> Zook talks too much. Why are you returning this? Because Zook won't shut up. All I hear is Zook. Every ringtone is me. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i'd return my phone too or just change the ringtones i don't know it's just me it's called vibrate people i mean come on <laughs> that is also me by the way <laughs> but they the vibrate pattern after suit <laughs> but yeah thanks for the feedback ashley we appreciate you listening to the show i'm just gonna ignore that last comment and try and not go there because i'm the guy that goes there <laughs> There's a there's a Facebook status if ever there was one. I have a vibration pattern named after me. Okay, so oh moving gosh. on. Is that <laughs> is that one of the things that Kristen Nedipak talked about on her infomercial that we discussed like a year and a half? That ago? I had to bleep out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually got thinking about this um, after we talked about it last week uh, because you know I, I go back and I listen to the show afterwards so we can learn from every episode hopefully and i kind of realized that there is a time when i prefer to use a tablet over a phone and you're going to laugh i think um about when it is and it's in bed and i don't mean that in any kind of weird way it's (laughs) when i don't want to i I heard about her i know what that movie's all about (laughs) i it's i don't it's when i put my phone down the day is over i don't want anyone to talk to me i don't want to reach out to anyone my tablet, when, when I had one, my tablet was for me time, as it were. I want to read a book. I want to read a comic. I want to watch a movie. I want to watch my show. Without I want to read my websites. Up, yeah. yeah. And I know that sounds kind of dumb because your phone can do the same thing by putting it into airplane mode. But for some reason, there's that, just that mental disconnect. I, I'm actually I'm the same done. way. I'm the same way. When I crawl into bed and, and I turn on the TV to unwind from the day, I will set my phone down, I will charge it, and I will not pick it up until the alarm goes off the next day. If yeah. I, I hate it. It it you're exactly right. There is some sort of a mental disconnect there where or a separation rather, where it signifies me time. I, I completely agree with you. I do the exact same thing. So maybe I'm not as crazy. No, maybe no, I'm you are crazier crazy, because Zoner's agreeing yeah, with you. You are crazy because you got me in your corner, so great. Yeah, that's something nobody ever wants to hear. Zoner's got your back. <laughs> Zoner agrees with you completely. <laughs> I just keep on waiting for my Clash of Clans notifications to pop up. <laughs> like uh, eagerly waiting for it? On occasion. It depends on if I'm really involved in it at the time. What? No one Without asks me for reinforcements. Like, one minute, 45 seconds right? left. Come on. Why don't, come why on. don't you guys ever give me reinforcements? What's up with that? It's it's really bad when you're when you're waiting for that important text or or I am, and and like you're driving or something and your phone vibrates so you're like oh it's that text and so, um you know you look at your phone and just it's you just to find out that it's a clash of clans someone attacked your you or village something. got raided by Bob Smith <laughs> or Bart Simpson Bob Smith. starts talking. even worse is when you're driving and the notification notification goes off and you seriously consider for just that few milliseconds well maybe I should log in and see if. <laughs> Oh, maybe I should like donate some troops or something. Did I win? <laughs> yeah, dude, I should check this Did out. I, win? I should rearm my traps. <laughs> I wasn't texting; I was rearming my traps, officer. <laughs> yeah, totally different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, thank you so much for your feedback. Oh, sorry, Zoner. Is there anything else? Or? No, that's it. Just you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Appreciate it. Uh, okay. Um, if you want to leave us feedback, uh, write us feedback at stolendroids.com or give us a call 801-917-GEEK. Uh, assuming it's appropriate, we will play your feedback on the air. Uh, we always read feedback, even when it's just that Zook is annoying or talks too much. So we do appreciate it from everyone. Uh, moving into our headlines, and we start off with some kind of sad stuff. Um, not kind of. It is sad. It is actually quite sad. The first one, a little less sad. Uh, the Antares rocket heading up to the ISS, uh, carrying a Cygnus uh, space capsule. Um, you've probably seen by now. It exploded on the launch pad, or shortly after launch, actually. Uh, there's a lot of video of it online. Uh, some live streaming was happening at the time as well. Uh, they're still investigating kind of what happened. It is a um, impressive explosion. To say the least. Yeah. Now, uh, they weren't. this wasn't immediately um, evident when we were watching it happen or even right afterwards, but they've come back out and you can kind of tell what's happening. They saw that there was something wrong happening and it was falling back to the ground rather than have it crash and explode and you know kill everyone in the area. They decided to destroy it while it was still in the air. Yeah. Now, if you didn't know that and you watched the video, you probably wouldn't be able to tell, but... But now that you know, now that they've said that, it makes a little bit more sense about what happened. Yeah, and and overall, um, I mean, aside from losing, uh, I don't know how many million dollar rocket, um, it's actually a a good thing because it's another it's another issue that they can sort out for the next rockets. We should we yeah. should clarify it was an unmanned mission and it was an yes. unmanned launch pad. Yes. So that's why Schmidt is okay saying this <laughs> was a good thing. Nobody nobody was harmed uh, at all, um, which is is phenomenal. Uh, it just kind of shows where we're going with with space exploration. Um, I mean th- this was uh, had supplies for the ISS um, and luckily they you know they're not going to die up there. There was a a Russian backup uh, a Russian rocket launched a few hours after this. Um, I, I guess it was slated as a backup, but ISS still got their supplies. And even if they didn't, they're good on supplies for like a year. So no, no worries there. Um, yeah, but who wants year old space mac and cheese? I don't, I don't know. It's mac I, and cheese, dude. <laughs> who wouldn't want it? It's space mac and cheese, though. It always tastes different when you add the space to it. Any type of mac and cheese is good mac and cheese. <laughs> I enjoy mac. Someone has obviously not had Western Family mac and cheese, and you guys can't see it in Radioland, but I'm using air quotes. I think it's funny I, you said Radioland. I actually uh, just had a mac and cheese burger today. It was actually Ooh. quite good. Yeah, I like Colin will be dead in the morning. I like mac and cheese so much. <laughs> My arteries are thoroughly clogged. I like mac and cheese so much. I could be Canadian. So, um, so sorry. Back to the uh, Antares rocket. Um, oh, we had a point. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. The, mac and cheese. The down. The downside to this is the reporting on it. I I was abhorred by listening to reporters talk about it. Like, oh, this is the end of the space race, or this is, you know, like, I don't know. It it just bugged me so much. Like, even during the live, sh- uh, the live uh, reporting of it, the reporters were saying, oh, this is so magnificent as it's blowing up, and then like ten seconds later, oh, I think it crashed. It's like, really, guys. Can you do any better? Beavis and Butthead start broadcast journalism, basically. Uh, uh, yeah, if I, I love the. This is so majestic. This never gets old as it is exploding. <laughs> that was my favorite. No, I think that gets kind of old. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing about that, we actually, I sent the link to the Hindenburg crash before we started the show. Uh, I, I'm saying that you guys know that, but the people listening don't. So I'm saying it for their benefit. But it's interesting to compare the reporting 
of the Hindenburg crash. Everybody's heard it. The oh, the humanity. Mm-hmm. You hear the emotion, you hear the actual like shock that's taking place as this tragedy is occurring in the reporter's voice. And then you look at like today and it doesn't it's not there. I, I don't know what has happened to journalism to where they're no longer shocked when a tragedy happens. And yes, it was unmanned. Nobody got hurt. But still, it's tragedy because it sets back space program. It sets back space flight. I mean, it causes problems for us, but nobody seems well, to care. Well, and there's let's, still let's, potential that someone could have been harmed. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. No. It, it was a disaster. It, it was a disaster. It just simply was a disaster that didn't kill anyone. And we should feel lucky for that. But I think a big problem is, is back when the Hindenburg happened, most people still got their news through radio. And now we've relied so much on the visual medium that reporters nowadays, and I'm sorry, we have reporter friends. I'm not saying this to be insulting, but oftentimes when they see something unexpected happen, they fall back on restating the obvious right after the crash happened. And they finally acknowledged the crash happened. So um, obviously something happened. Um, that was not planned. Um, we will have more details for you later. Um, but now we're going to go to this commercial break and it's, well, you're right. Something did happen. Even if it hadn't blown up, something would have happened. That's kind of the definition of the vague word. Something, you know, it was just kind of bad, but, uh, but no, I I think Schmitty has a good point here. It's not the end of the space race. The end of the space race happened when Apollo 11 landed on the moon. It's not the end of the space program either. So people need to stop listening to the news because they don't know what they're talking about. That happened when NASA got (laughs) basically decimated. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And taken over by Virgin Galactic. Let's talk about them because we had another space related um, uh, disaster tragedy. Yeah, the tragedy, unfortunately. Uh, Virgin Galactic, um, if you weren't aware, yes, it is Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Enterprises. Uh, They bought up Burt Britann's spaceship design and have been working on creating a commercial uh, space plane, for lack of a better phrase, uh, where they could charge ride uh, fees and fares to go up on a ride into space and come back down to Earth. Which, hey, if it becomes affordable, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a lifelong dream of mine to go to space. Well, the original one was called Spaceship One, and it's really, really, really kind of cool. There was a cool uh, documentary about it. In the in the years since then, Virgin Galactic has been testing out Spaceship Two, the upgraded one that'll take passengers. It has to be much larger, has to have a lot more thrust, have to has to have a different wing design, um, all just so they can get commercial passengers into space. Unfortunately, this week, Spaceship Two crashed. Um, they're still looking it over. There's not a whole lot of updates. Spaceship Two is not unmanned. There weren't passengers, just the two test pilots. Uh, one of them has passed away. He, he was killed at the scene. He died on impact. The other one was critically injured. I haven't heard any updates since. And we're recording this Saturday night, later than usual, but they haven't released any updates on him. But... Um, our, our Schmidt's reading it over right now. I can recognize that face. Uh, our, our hearts do go out to the family of the of the pilot. There have not been that many people killed in spacecraft, whether in space or on the Earth. So it's still kind of a rare thing. Yeah, no, no updates so far. Yeah, so, so. Um, it was not a good week for space, no. space travel. 
Um, so all, all of the updates uh, you could, you'll be able to find on uh, at our friends' uh, website at kryptonradio.com. They uh, they've been really good at keeping up on it. They actually had someone go out and and take pictures of. Uh, um, be, they were able to be on scene at the uh, spaceship two crash site, so they're they're on it. Uh, yeah. All right, into some other tech news, non-space tech news. Let's get back to that iPad that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Apple's new iPad Air 2 and their Apple SIM card and how cool I said that was. Remember, I couldn't stop gushing about how cool that was. <laughs> you know who doesn't think it's cool? AT&T. I do not like AT&T personally, but let's get into why on this case. In case you've forgotten, the Apple SIM in the Air... I, iPad Air 2 is kind of a all-purpose SIM card. If you want to use T-Mobile, you can. If you want to use Sprint, you can. If you want to use AT&T, you can. Everything is good. This SIM card can work with all major carriers, except for some reason Verizon. Still working on that one. It turns out, however, that if you have one of these and you want to use AT&T, AT&T locks that SIM card to their service. That's not an Apple thing. It's AT&T registering the SIM card with them and not releasing it out to anyone else, which means that if you want to then use your iPad Air 2 with another carrier, you have to go out and buy a brand new Apple SIM card. That's kind of a a jerk move. (laughs) I would expect that from Verizon. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, that's probably why they haven't gotten it on Verizon is because maybe Verizon has just even more strict uh, yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah, this is just kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, well, is Apple going to let this stand? Are they going to? Is there anything they can even do? Because this I is a big selling feature so. of their SIM, and to have a carrier go and completely cut them out at the knees—that's kind of a yeah, that's kind of douchey. I don't know. I, I don't know if they should have a say in it since they're just uh, in this case just the manufacturer. Um, but it's it's hard to say. I know there's a lot of um, colluding between manufacturers and um, phone, or you know, phone manufacturers and and telecom companies, but this isn't really a phone. So I I don't know. I if this was a few years ago, and the i this they did this to the iPhone, Apple would be able to flex its muscles and get AT and T to create some new technology or some new protocol or whatever, and allow them to do this. But now. All carriers have Apple products. It's not an AT&T exclusive, so they can't threaten that. They don't have that as a negotiating chip. And even if they did, the iPhone is not the number one seller on any carrier anymore. No. You know what I'm saying? It, it's. I'm not saying it's slipping. I'm not trying to brag on it for all you Apple fans out there. But it's not the number one seller. So does Apple even have any negotiating chips to bring to the table to force AT&T to change their policies? That's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's That's... Probably a question for um, people from AT&T. Someone else, <laughs> not us. But, AT&T, if you'd like to let us know, feedback at stolendroids.com. Yeah, the interesting thing about that, though, I, I can see Apple saying a few years ago, this is how it's going to be if you want to keep our phone. I don't know if they wouldn't do that today, though. Or do you think that maybe with Steve Jobs no longer in the picture, that it's not a big deal because I can totally see Steve Jobs saying, no, this, these are the rules that you're going to play by if you're going to carry our product. However, I don't see Tim Cook doing that. Sure. I, I, I think it's different since it's, uh, you know, an iPad and not a, not a phone. I, that's, I don't know. 
That's where I'm going. Yeah, I doubt at this point they're going to threaten to like pull any contracts with them or anything like that. It's it's just it is what it is at this point. They're they're not going to do anything. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's switch. Let's jump ahead a little bit to some Tim Cook news. If you have not heard this headline already, uh, you probably don't follow tech except for our show, which we appreciate. Uh, Tim Cook did come out as gay. Did you hear that Samsung's CEO then came out also as gay, but also waterproof? (laughs) (laughs) No, but Tim Cook's gay is revolutionary. So. They went back to the drawing board and developed a whole new gay. <laughs> I think I just completely You're holding it wrong. Show. <laughs> You're holding it wrong, guys. <laughs> they did come out with a new six-inch one, right? <laughs> oh, my oh, my gosh. That was awesome, Zook. What, what was that? <laughs> okay. Good night, everyone. Ooh, um, okay. So... Not to make light on this, the thing is, is that we kind of all knew. You know, I... Yeah. It's not news. It's not news, and it's not tech-related, but everyone's making huge waves about this, like it's some huge deal. Now, on one hand, if you're a human rights activist-type person, or someone who... And I hate to use the word suffer, because that's not the right word to use, but... And he has said he he's done this for people who might be having issues coming out themselves or deal with depression, as is statistically higher amongst youth who are dealing with this as well. He's come out for them, you know, in an interview that he came out to be kind of a beacon to them, a high powered CEO of one of America's most powerful and largest companies and definitely one of tech's largest industry companies is a gay man. And in that way, great. It's kind of the same way that Marissa Meyer became that beacon for women in the tech industry as well. On the other hand, I I don't see why it's taking up so many news cycles. You know, I agree with you. Shouldn't we be judging this guy based on what he does and does not do in his capacity as CEO as opposed to his sexual orientation? It just it really bothers me that these types of stories get so much run because I don't care. If the guy can do his job, great. If not, then he shouldn't be doing in the position. Well, see, here's what's really interesting. I think the wrong journalists got caught up in this because from a tech industry standpoint, you are absolutely right. And he doesn't disagree with you. Tim Cook doesn't disagree with you either. I think this was supposed to be kind of more a human interest piece. That the tech world got got, Because of Apple. And so all these tech journalists are writing about it, which, great, who cares? But all the human rights people haven't really been saying anything about so I think this is another, and I know how much you love journalists. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> when I first saw this, I am so cynical to the media, which is interesting because we get like press passes and stuff, so we are media, but I am so cynical and so jaded that my first thought was, is this coming out now to take attention off of the iPhone 6 Plus bending? <laughs> Probably. I, that's That was yeah. honestly my first thought. I didn't care that he was gay. I thought, what are they distracting from? <laughs> You know, yeah, you bring up a good point, and uh, you can see a definite change um, in Apple um, ever since Steve Steve Jobs died. And um, I think I think you're right. I think he's trying to uh, level with people in a um, in more of a cultural way 
because he's losing in the, the tech way. So if that makes any sense. Mm, I don't know. I'm not going to make a statement one way or another on that one. I think that's kind of a, I, I'm more of the, let's see how the company does and who really cares what they say any other way. If this was a big deal to you, more power to you. We're not saying it shouldn't be, you know, cause there's admittedly, he's right. There are a lot of people who look for beacons, who look for role models and everyone needs them. From a tech journalism standpoint, I don't understand, though. Um, moving on into some Samsung news. No, he's not water-resistant gaze on her. Um, <laughs> uh, so Samsung announced the new Galaxy phones. And it's kind of interesting here because they are not S4s or S5s. They are A5 and A3. I don't think anyone up to this point realized there was ever going to be another Galaxy phone that wasn't an S whatever. S or a Note. Yeah. 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 No, you're correct. Yeah. Um, but these ones are out and oh no, they look kind of cool. Yeah. The, the phones, phones themselves are really cool. They're, uh, they're, they're thin, uh, thinner than any of the other phones that they have yet released. However, um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge Samsung fan. I'll just uh, say that right away to start, but their, their naming, uh, their naming convention on this, the, the Galaxy A phone makes no sense. We had the S, S1, S2, the S3, S4, S5, and we had the Note, the Note 2 and the Note 3. Why are they releasing the A3 and the A5 right off the bat? Why not start with A1? Yeah. You know, I, well, and it seems like they're doing this off of, what is it, screen size? Kind of. The A5 is a five inch display, but the A3 isn't a three inch display. It's a four and a half. It's a four and a half. So, uh, yeah. Well, right let's off the talk bat about is, let's talk about what makes them different. First off, these are aluminum phones, so I'm guessing that's what the A stands for. They're okay. aluminum unibody phones because Samsung can't get enough Apple, I guess. Or or is it because they're matching Apple's width? A for Apple. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. Hilarious. We're calling this A. Samsung Galaxy iPhone 5. Yeah, so essentially that's, that's almost exactly what it is. The A3 is almost the same size as the iPhone 6, and the A5 is almost the same size as the 6 Plus. So maybe. But are they waterproof? <laughs> I think they are, <laughs> actually. I, we don't we don't know for sure yet, but it, it would make sense because Samsung's latest two flagship phones have been water resistant. So mm-hmm. now, as far as specs, they're still kind of being tight lipped about exactly what is in them. One has two gigs of RAM. One has one gig of RAM. Uh, they both have a one point two gigahertz quad core processor, but no one knows exactly what kind. One has a thirteen megapixel camera. The other has an eight megapixel camera. So. Yeah, um, this seems like they're aiming for mid mid range. Yeah, yeah, these are definitely not powerhouses. Which I think, I, I would imagine that despite the fact that Samsung is the largest device manufacturer in the world, I'll bet you that other companies' low-end offerings and mid-range offerings are starting to eat into Samsung. That they've gotten so used to the, the Note 4 and the S5, the high-end flagship stuff, that uh, they might be losing some ground. That's possible, yeah. So, um... T-Mobile has largest quarterly growth in history. Do we need to go in? (laughs) Uh, Doesn't that just say it right there? No, I 
yeah, I, th- I think their uncarrier thing has been working out r- really well, and that's that's about all we need to say about that. <laughs> I well, I want to say this here, okay, and not to toot our own horn, but do you remember like two quarters ago when they took in a whole bunch of new c- customers? But their profits had dipped in because they spent so much to get those customers. Yep. And everyone was saying it's the death of T-Mobile, that this uncarrier <laughs> thing obviously isn't working. And I yelled into the mic about how stupid these analysts were, not realizing that customers stay on for longer than a quarter. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying I, that. I recall. Yeah. This is yeah, the exact that. proof I was talking about. <laughs> The initial cost to get the customer is over. The customer is still there. They're still making money. Yep. Yeah, it's paid off. They've they've done some smart stuff. We've been saying for pretty much all year that they're not doing a whole lot wrong. <laughs> and it's it's pretty awesome to see how they're just kind of shaking up the whole mobile mobile market. Yeah. Excited to see what they uh, they keep bringing. Um this week, Microsoft Health launched. This is a, a wearable band. It's not necessarily a smartwatch. It's more like a Fitbit. Yeah. Fitness tracker. Yeah. I hate to describe a device by using... Its, other devices. Yeah, another device. <laughs> but I... It's the truth. <laughs> yeah, it tracks, it tracks your... Um, when... When you're running, or it's, it acts like a pedometer. It tracks your heart rate. Um, it calculates your um, your calorie burn off or whatever. So, and it, and it all links in with their Microsoft Health uh, servers uh, to kind of give you more insight. I I don't know. I really haven't <laughs> looked more into it than yeah, that. So, yeah. no, I really like this. And... Sorry, what was that, Colin? It also tracks sleeping patterns. And... Yes. Yeah, I, I really like this because I, despite how I look, I actually am quite concerned about my health and my fitness. And I've been wearing a fitness tracker for the last month or so. Um, I don't know that I like it. I don't know that I like the style. But there's a lot of options out there. You've got companies like Garmin and Polar who have been doing this for a while. And now you have one of the big boys in the tech sector, Microsoft, coming in and trying to break into this market. And I'm really hoping that they succeed because if they can, it's just going to up the ante for every other company that's already out there with this. I really I really like seeing Microsoft get into this. Well, it, it, it takes it out of being just a little... Oh, isn't that cute? It's a little niche market to, oh, no, no, this is an actual thing now. Now, Microsoft did something smart here, and I know everyone's not really surprised that I would say that because I'm the Microsoft fan, (laughs) but the Microsoft Health Band is platform agnostic. Yeah. You can have any mobile device, and it will pair with it and work. And, of course, people will say, well, that's because Windows Phone doesn't work real well. Well, okay, you might be right because it's the smallest market share and they're going for the largest market share. But considering that Fitbit no longer is supported by iOS and the Galaxy Gear watches only work with Galaxy Android phones, that's an important distinction to make. It really is. Um, Now, there are some smart things on there. Colin mentioned it not only tracks when you're active, it also tracks your sleep. Uh, There are some other ones that do that as well. It has 10 sensors in there and is actually smart about when it uses them. For instance, unlike other ones, it doesn't 
wear your battery down by keeping the GPS active on your phone all the time. Instead, it activates the GPS only when you're going for a run. Yeah. That's not bad. There's actually 10 sensors built into it as opposed to some other ones that have like half that. So it can see how many calories you've consumed, how many calories you've burned, um, the tracking where you've run. We've already mentioned that. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I was actually asked uh, earlier this week uh, by a coworker why why would they get a uh, um, a smart fitness tracker rather than just you know keep using my five year old one that I've had all the time and um, the the reason why I think we should uh, start looking to these is because the the older ones are nice and everything but you usually had to do a lot of the tracking yourself and still had to pull out a pen and paper or you know, Google spreadsheet or whatever, but these integrate or the smart ones I'm, I'm talking about. They integrate with your current online profiles. They do all the tracking through, you know, other people's servers. They're handling the data for you and they give you nice graphs and stuff to look at. I know that uh, Fitbit did that or does that. Um, and others, others do too. But when you start integrating it with your online profile and not just, you know, an offside thing, it starts, um, Starts working more into your lifestyle rather than just oh this is my health life and this is my other life you know you know yeah, I, no, totally. I, I was actually talking with a buddy of mine last week and he has a polar loop I think it is and he said he loves it because he'll look down and he'll say oh I've only taken six thousand steps today I got to get my lazy butt in gear and so he'll go for a yeah. three mile run and I've noticed <laughs> with me wearing a health tracker like this I'm doing the same thing today I had only done a few thousand steps because. I'm lazy on a Saturday, but I'm like, crap, I got to get active. I've consumed this many calories. I've burned this many calories. I got to move my fat butt. And so I went for a three and a half mile run. See, and I'm just the opposite. I tried to get the least number of steps in a day. I, uh, I think on Wednesday I got like 50 steps. Can I get my day done with only five steps? (laughs) I, I found the closest parking spot. I actually did my entire day in less than 50 steps. I was wow. proud. <laughs> he worked from the toilet all day. See, I need the <laughs> smart tracker to make it to like generation three, where it knows that today I didn't take too many steps, but I was carrying a freaking washing machine while doing most of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. My issue is because I, I can't do any of the wrist ones because it'll detect my twitches with my Tourette's. So <laughs> I, I can detect approximately how many times I twitch in, in a minute. 20,000 steps today. <laughs> that's when you wear it on your, that's when you wear it somewhere else, like a prison anklet, like a low jack. Well, that wouldn't work either because my legs twitch on occasion too. <laughs> You've got but the Jimmy What's that around your neck? Yeah. What's that around your neck? It's my fitness tracker. It also will explode <laughs> if I say something wrong. Right. But yeah, my... I love my Galaxy S5 for that reason because it's just got it built in and I don't have to worry about turning on and off and it just keeps on going throughout the day. Like today, Oh, and I because you love really, Samsung. I love Samsung. Well, it, so it, the S Health app did work really well when I when I used it, so yeah, there is something to say about accurate. that. So. Okay, uh, we need to plow through the rest of these ones pretty fast here. Google wants to inject you with technology. That's no surprise, except <laughs> this technology is magnets. How do they work? Um they're hoping that this nanotechnology will help identify diseases so that they can, well, fight off death. Yeah, you can catch diseases before they happen. Uh, they, they're, uh, they're thinking that with these little nanoparticles, they're not calling them nanobots because they're just, they're just passive uh, magnets. 
um, they'll collect information about uh, different parts of the body, and then as they pass by uh, either something you wear on your wrist or your arm, or, you know, like a smartwatch, <laughs> uh, it'll pass that information off to the smartwatch, uh, and and you'll be warned ahead of time, you know, for, I don't know, indications of uh, stroke or cancer or... It'll also destroy right. all your credit cards, thereby forcing you to use Google Wallet. <laughs> Or, Wouldn't that be a nefarious plan? Or, with these, now you can pay with your finger. <laughs> Swipe your finger here to pay. That almost sounded really dirty. Yeah, um, almost. <laughs> I realized you, after I said it that I probably shouldn't have said Can you that. imagine what's going to happen to your personal cell reception when you become a, filled with magnets? Like, every time you put your phone up to your ear, your phone just loses all signal. <laughs> I know. I'm oversimplifying it. It's you not are, that powerful, but it's a hilarious thought. That is, yeah. I'll pick up this paperclip for you. <laughs> hey, does Zook want to come with us to the movie? Crap, no, don't invite him. The car always stalls when he's in it. <laughs> okay, um, let's keep it on tech for now. Uh, currency. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go from Google Wallet here. A lot of stores do not like the idea of Apple Pay or Google Wallet because they have to pay the merchant's fees to Google or Apple, respectively. Or um, SoftCard, which uh, replaced ISIS a few months ago for reasons we don't need to go into. Um, we already have. They have... You already have. They they have to pay merchants fees. Well, they don't like doing that. They like to keep that money. So they decided to start their own um, card based payment system called Currency. Isn't that clever? It's cute. Oh, it's adorable. Here's the problem, though, is that if you're trying to make a secure credit card payment system, it's best not to get your database hacked before you've even launched, which is what happened this week. Isn't Walmart a huge backer of currency? Yeah, probably. I think uh, Walgreens is, too. That's just comical to me. It, it really is, and it shouldn't be, because it, it's horrible that it's failing. And I At least it's not Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can get a third company to give me a year of free credit monitoring. Sonner will have free credit monitoring his entire I life. I actually am starting to try and use Google Wallet more because of that, but it got denied the other night when I was trying to use it at the grocery store. Because it asked me for my PIN, and I put in the PIN for the card that was associated with Google Wallet, not the Google Wallet PIN. Yeah, I'm still trying to not be <laughs> derpy. I was so embarrassed. What, what I think is interesting is what I think is interesting is after reading this, um, uh, very shortly after, PayPal emailed me saying that they are setting up a PayPal wallet. So it's it seems like more and more people are getting on the bandwagon of of tap to pay, um, and I. I I really hope that it takes off more than it already has because I'm right now I, I can only pay at two places with my Google wallet and it's frustrating. I actually go out of my way to a gas station that takes it because they take it. So, Oh, I remember a few, uh, a few months ago we had the barbecue here at my house and like you guys specifically went out of your way to the grocery store near here just because it took Google wallet. Yep. So yeah, it's. I really hope it takes off more. So. My little podunk town is so technologically advanced. <laughs> um, into some other tech news, the FTC FTC is suing AT and T for misleading customers because AT and T not only locks your Apple SIM, they also throttle your unlimited data. AT and T's been getting in trouble a lot lately for doing stuff that they ought not to be doing, but they've been doing it a long, long time. Yeah. Yep. yep. Now, now throttling unlimited data isn't a new thing. Um, They've a lot of carriers have done this, but um, and this isn't the first time that, that the lawyers are going after them or the FTC is, 
but uh, all the others have stopped doing it. And AT&T is the only one that's still doing it. T-Mobile does it, but they get away with it because they word it differently. For instance, I have 2.5 gigs of data on my T-Mobile plan. Technically, I have unlimited. But when I pass 2.5 gigs, they throttle me at that point. Yeah, but AT&T is advertising it as this is your unlimited plan. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Colin, I don't think we've ever asked. What carrier do you have? Uh, AT&T right now, I've utilized them all. That's why he's so quiet. Except for (laughs) T-Mobile. They're throttling. Uh, I get throttled a lot. It sucks. I noticed the hand marks are on your neck, yeah. Yeah, just just really (laughs) tight. Uh. See, if you had a fitness tracker, we'd be able to tell that you were losing oxygen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my Samsung does not measure that. (laughs) If Samsung was so awesome, I'd be able to tell you were in distress. Okay. Just start um, calling my mom automatically. That's actually not a bad idea. You replace the life alert system with your smart watch or smart fitness tracker. I don't know. There's an idea. That's that is a an good idea. idea, dude. I know. Except then someone's going to do that. Something that reads your dopamine levels or adrenaline levels, and they're going to do something really stupid, like post it to Facebook. <laughs> Colin may be getting murdered right now. Schmitty likes this. <laughs> uh, well, there's the first person to call in. Yeah, that, Just immediately all those, live streaming on YouTube. All those posts on Facebook. Help, I've fallen. Could you imagine the dickery that would come out on the internet if that kind of information started showing up? Yeah. yeah. Schmitty's blood pressure is dangerously low. Swatting would be a thing of the past. Just send some false information to someone or spike their milk. (laughs) Watch them. Schmitty's just had a mac and cheese cheeseburger. He's doing just fine. Schmitty just gained 20 pounds. Oh. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Um, Speaking of wearable tech, uh, the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, and other theater companies that they're not really saying who, uh, have decided to put a ban in place for all wearable tech that can record movies. Now, on one hand, you'll have the people who are big proponents of wearable tech saying, this is dumb, Google Glass, which at the time, at this right now is the only wearable tech that really has that capability, though others are trying to hop on that bandwagon. It can't record more than 30 seconds of video. It's not a very good camera anyway, blah, 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 blah. And the reason I'm not giving them much credence is because why else are you wearing wearable tech? (laughs) Just saying my Samsung Gear Watch can record more than 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) No, but my my, my question still stands. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, this is my big question to the MPAA is that, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the wearables that are the idea. Most cam jobs that I've seen aren't from wearables. They're from someone that brought in a freaking Sony camcorder and a tripod and they're sitting on the back row. Yeah. It's not people that are wearing things. It's someone with a blatant video recorder. And honestly, that, the, the watches, they, the wearable devices, they don't have the quality to show anything. Yeah. This is true. This is true. I'm not disagreeing with any of these points. My point, my question still remains, though. Why bother wearing Google Glass into a movie theater? 
Okay, your your Galaxy Gear, it's your watch, you know, and they understand that. They say if you you can wear them into the theater, just make sure that you, the recording function is turned off. Well, to me, that's kind of like the same thing with your phone. Make sure it's on theater mode or silent mode or something. Don't be that person sitting up there with the screen fl- shining back at everyone else. But the Google Glass is much more spe- specialized. It's not a visual aid for people. It's not helping you see. Its entire purpose is to see what you're seeing. Yeah. You know? Well, half of its purpose, but right now. I see your, I, I see your point. But, but yeah, not, yeah, all they're asking is for them to put it away. Um, not, not just turn it off, but put it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it, on one hand, yeah, if you have a Google Glass, don't be a jerk. Put Do it put away. it away when, when you're asked to. Uh, and if you're carrying in a camcorder, please just put it away. <laughs> don't be a glass hole. <laughs> Oh, I like it. Okay, um, moving on. Google, speaking of glass holes, Google took a picture of a woman's cleavage and is getting sued for it. Um, their street view car drove past a woman in Canada while she was out on her stoop wearing something a little bit skimpy, and it went up on Google Street View. Now, they blurred her face, but not much of it, and you could still t- tell who it was, and she sued. Now, according to her, she was mocked horribly at work after that. Things went really downhill for her. Everyone made fun of her. All sorts of different things. She sued them for violating her privacy and emotional trauma. Okay. And did successfully petition them to completely blank out her home. Because it turns out not only did they show off her, they also didn't blank out her license plate like they were supposed to. That's not no. good. That's not good. <laughs> Who goes around just like Google Street viewing people that they know? I have never done that in my entire life. Neither have I, but we know this is the internet, okay? With people who call in bomb threats and school shootings for fun and call swatting on people. So if I want you to imagine out there all the depraved people on the internet finding this woman on Street View who may not even know her. Hey, she's kind of cute. Hey, she's got a lot of cleavage. And hey, I know her address. You know, I wouldn't want that out there. I get that. Google came back and said their usual byline, and that was, look, you were out in public like this. We don't see how this is a problem. You know, obviously you were in public. The judge sided with her, saying, just because she is outside does not necessarily mean she wanted to have herself broadcast across the globe. Yeah. You know, she's on her front step. She, she's not, you know, out in the park. She's not broadcasting herself on PBS. However, he wasn't necessarily able to agree with her on the whole emotional trauma thing because that's kind of harder to prove. In the end, she's getting $2,000 and hopefully Google. I mean, Google really needs someone looking over a lot of these things because people find the weirdest stuff on Street View. <laughs> you remember there was that one in Chicago of like a drug deal going down right in front of a Street View car? Yeah. They've got, they've got robbers on Street View. Uh, there was that guy peeing on his car in Street View, which was in France. I yeah, it was in France. French. They <laughs> caught the TARDIS in London. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I That's good that, timing. Yeah. I mean, when you're traveling through time and space like that to catch the TARDIS. I, I think the doctor did it on purpose. He's like, oh, Street View's going to be coming by right right here. we got to <laughs> stop right there. <laughs> Probably. He knows, he knows Probably. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um... Also in Google headlines, Spain has started to levy a hot-linking tax for news sites to Google. 
This is ridiculous. Basically, if you if you're in Spain and you search a headline for something that's going on, say you want to hear more about Spaceship Two crashing, Google doesn't have its own news agency. It's not Yahoo. So what do they do? Up at the top, it'll give you current headlines, current news. You click on the link, and where does it take you? To, to that news site. It's giving you traffic. If you're the news site, assuming. Spain has decided to start charging Google a tax for linking news sites. Yeah. Wouldn't that fall under the public service? And like you're providing a public service for people? You'd think. That's it's just kind of yeah, ridiculous. That's weird to me. It makes all, no sense, but I think Spain's just trying all to of a sudden. It. All these news sites <laughs> see their page views go down dramatically. Revenues are bottoming out. TV networks are folding because they can't pay the bills anymore because nobody's visiting their sites. All yeah. because Spain wants um, a tax. Quick d- PSA. I don't know if this is going to really affect a lot of people who listen to our show, so I'll just run over it real fast. Maybe we'll throw it up on the site for some more information. If you use Drupal to host your site, you better just assume it's been hacked. Evidently, a large uh, issue was found in Drupal 7 that uh, was not patched for about seven hours. Uh, so Drupal admins who may have gone back and seen, oh, hey, my site is patched. It may have been the hacker that patched it. You may just want to blow away your site and restore it back up. We'll, we'll put more details into a PSA post or something for that, I think, because it's just it's a really bad, bad, bad thing considering how many websites on the web have probably been compromised. Yeah, not Oops. good. Um, let's go into some entertainment news. Uh, we need to finish up here real fast. First off, a Walking Dead fan theory came out. Didn't come it's out. It's been out for a while. It's been out for a while. Yeah. yeah. The, the, but it has been Yeah, debunked. the theory is that the whole show is Rick in a coma. And that when the show ends, he'll wake up in the hospital bed and where he start. Isn't that Zombies where he started? Wasn't it like Dallas? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, it was a dream. Yeah. yeah. But Robert, Robert Kirkham came out and Kirkham? Kirkman? I Kirkman. Wow, I can't believe I got that wrong. Um, yeah, Robert Kirkman came out and said, "No, this isn't the case. This is happening. It's not. A, it's not a coma. It's not a dream." But he did say that that Carl Grimes and everyone else has imagined in the next post. So yeah, I love this. Yeah, I think the quote. <laughs> and he's like, uh, "But Carl and everyone else are all imagined. He actually never found his family. He's been crazy since he first since he killed the first zombie." Hashtag joking. That would be awesome. <laughs> That could be yeah. interesting. Yeah, could be. Could be. And then the 800-pound gorilla in the room decided to release some uh, more news, which made it a 2,000-pound gorilla. We're talking about Marvel. Marvel released their entire slate of movies going out until what? 2019. Something like that. 2019. Culminating yeah. with the Infinity Gauntlet Crisis fun stuff. Infinity, Infinity Wars. Wars. Yeah. Can I just tell you how excited I am that uh, that Black Panther is getting his own movie? Yeah, that is going to be really good. <laughs> uh, on one hand, I'm surprised they're doing it. I'm not. Well, Black Panther is not a well-known character, okay? And if you want more information, and I know you do, you want to check out Squishy's comics and movies uh, here on Soldier The most recent episode, he talks a lot about this with, with you, Schmitty, I think. Yeah, I was fortunate to be on that episode. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but just the name Black Panther... If I say that name to my mother, it means something vastly different to her than it does to me. She lived through Vietnam. She knows who the Black Panthers are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of the same idea, isn't it, in, in Marvel? I mean, th- these are, this is a, he's like the leader of a group 
out of out of uh, militant blacks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so same idea, just in comic book form. I can't wait to see his arch nemesis get his own movie, Clan Man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, you said clan. Yeah, I thought you said clam. Yes, clam man. Yes. <laughs> okay, so watch out we, for those pincers. Oh wait, that's crab man. <laughs> we have C- Captain Marvel, who will be Carol Danvers. No. We're going to have a female superhero. That's going to be awesome. Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, who it's looking like is going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Captain America Civil War, which we already kind of knew about, and Tony Stark will be in that one. Uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 1. The Inhumans. Black Panther. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And Avengers Infinity War Part 2. I didn't give that in chronological order, but you get the idea, okay? This is all quite awesome. They have waged open war on DC at the movies right now. Oh, DC has to be running in circles right now trying to catch up. <laughs> they, they lost before Phase 2. Let's well, just oh, say yeah. that. And, and DC, you know with the way they do things, they've probably fallen down at least half a dozen times this week as they're running around in circles. While running in circles? <laughs> they couldn't even do that. They just yeah. fell over. I, I don't know how they even get out of bed without hurting themselves in the morning. We should do a multi-run where one of, some of us are running in circles and others are running in squares. And then at, <laughs> when it's all done, we'll have some kind of running crisis. It'll, It'll be, be like those we'll spirographs from when you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what DC does. Yes. Uh. All right. Into our favorites. Uh, we're running a bit long here. Um, first off, whenever OK Go releases a new video, you know it's going to be one of our favorites. And I beat everyone to it. They went to Japan, and they're riding these self-leveling unicycles that Honda makes, and they're at a Honda plant. And evidently, they're using half of Japan with umbrellas to make an incredible video all shot from from a drone. A drone with a jaw-dropping maximum ceiling. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You need to check out this video. Schmidt was kind of pissed that I got it before him, but it is an insane video. And if you haven't seen it on your friend's Facebook feeds, you will. So, hey, you might as well listen to it first, and you can post it. Um, and also true to form, we also all, almost always have uh, a how it should have ended video in our favorites. Um, I got the Avengers Age of Ultron teaser. Uh, this is that how that should have ended. Um, ends up with a really creepy ending um, where Ultron is killing all of your favorite Disney lines in a creepy way. So check it out. Uh, then on Salt Lake Comic Con's. Uh, page, there is actually a countdown that says, currently 88 days, 14 hours, 6 minutes, and 48 seconds. Is it alluding to Fan X? Is it alluding to some form of an announcement? Uh, don't know. I'm assuming it's probably for Fan X because that's around the date that they originally set when they did the polls. Um, that's January 29th. Yeah. yeah. And uh, on in the uh, community group for Salt Lake Comic Con, uh, Brandon Brian Brandenburg actually posted on their announcement coming November. So oh, it hmm. looks like Fan X will be returning in January. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And if you've listened to the show at any length, even to this episode at any length, you realize that I tend to enjoy those things that are gloriously inappropriate. Well. Especially this yes. episode. Well, I have a favorite that is so, so politically incorrect and so, so inappropriate that I could not, not use it as my favorite. And yet still safe it for is. work. It is. It is safe for work. Um, it's, it's some series of commercials 
promoting a laundromat. And you may have seen it, you may have not, but I'm not a racist because I think this is funny, but I think this is one of the funniest things I've seen on the internet in a very long time, so check it out. Very cool. Well, that is our show this week. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Plus us. Whatever that is. Or give us a call. 801-917-GEEK. Until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.